0: Did you know, on the Unmute Podcast Network, every Friday, Lynn sits down and chats about three tech news stories that caught her attention over the last week. If you're interested in a quick recap of stories you may not have heard, check out Friday Finds with Lynn every Friday. Find Unmute in your favorite podcast app and send us an email to feedback at unmute.show with stories you think Lynn should check out. Stay abreast with this week's News Updates. Welcome back to the fourth Thursday of the month. Michael here, and I am with Damasi. Damasi, we need to come up with a name for this segment.
1: So, we will take our listener submissions. There you uh, go. As a possibility. Yeah. If you have a idea for a name for this segment. We typically hear, and hello, everybody. We typically hear going to talk about security things, ways to kind of, you know, stay vigilant online as you're, um, you know, moving around the interwebs and uh, how to just kind of generally protect your, your, yourself, your data and your privacy.
0: Constant vigilance is a name you've used before. I kind of like it, but send us your feedback, feedback at unmute.show. So Demasi, what are we going to stay secure about today?
1: So, Based off a recent interaction you had with someone, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of give people some tips on phishing emails and ways to try to at least be a little bit more cautious, even though it may take a little more time, uh, when it deals with emails and not being certain of whether a person you know sent this email to you or not. Um,
0: yeah, so can I get halibut out of my email?
1: Uh you get what?
0: Halibut fishing? Ah, no, not that kind of. <laughs> 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 and I'm leaving that in there too. <laughs> uh, that's
1: I was thinking. Uh, Maybe I
0: should said uh, salmon or trout. Or yeah, something. see
1: that would have got there because I'm more of a salmon, you know, red snapper person <laughs> uh, myself. But unfortunately, fishing here one is not spelled the same, and two definitely is not giving you delicious meals out of it. Uh, so this is fishing with a pH. And what phishing emails basically are is an attempt for someone to, someone is attempting to get you to follow directions or do something in this email that will ultimately harm you in the long run, whether it's convincing you to wire some money to someone or even just as simple as clicking a link that is going to take you to a malicious site pretending to be someone. So is one example of a phishing email, maybe you could get an email from Let's say it pretends to be a family member or a close friend of yours, but it comes from an email address that you don't know this person has. And they're like, I really need your help. Could you please send me a Venmo payment or a cash out payment or a Zelle payment, you know, to this email address? Uh, I need 500 bucks because I'm stuck, blah, blah, blah. They sing this whole sad story. Well, if it was really your friend, like if Michael legitimately sent me an email like this and I could help him out, I would send him the money. No questions asked. However, it probably would not be Michael uh, because one, Michael would just pick up the phone and call me. That's one thing. Uh, and secondarily, you know, it's coming from an email address that I'm not familiar with with Michael having. And I have a bunch of email addresses for Michael. <laughs> so. Typically, these are the things now sometimes it could be someone asking for money or asking you to wire money, and this happens to you know both business people in the corporate world uh to their emails as well as to people personally and Sometimes it could be just simply getting you to click a link to take you to a web page that is going to take advantage of a vulnerability uh somewhere in the browser or operating system to uh gain access to your machine so either way it's gonna end up bad for you.
0: So this recently actually came up in a email conversation I had. I've emailed this individual, as Demasi said, I have multiple different email addresses, but I've emailed this individual from two of my email addresses. And I decided to send an email to ask a question simply to ask him, hey, who would I contact in regards to this? And uh, can you help me with getting this issue taken care of? He replied to my email and said, Here's who you'd contact. By the way, I don't recognize this email address. And I didn't think anything of it. And I replied to him and I said, Perfect. Uh, I would appreciate you taking that on. And uh, thanks for your help. A couple hours later, I went and checked my other email that I know he recognized and had another email about the same time from him that was separately sent to that email that he knows directly. And he said, Hey, I got an email from this email address. Is this an email address you recognize? And do you want to start using this email?
1: Yeah. And that was good. um, I'm going to say tradecraft on that person's part because they received the email. And in this case, the email that Michael sent wasn't really asking for anything that was secretive or, or, or putting this person at risk necessarily. But because they didn't recognize that email address belonging to Michael Babcock, because I mean, listen, I could go create, you know,
0: Michael Babcock. Michael Babcock.
1: I, I mean, I could do that, or I could even go create Michael Babcock. dot twenty seven at gmail dot com mm-hmm. and pretend it on Michael Babcock. Um, because, you know, I mean, it has his name in it. And we all know there's probably more than one. Word. I know for sure, thanks to Siri, there is more than one Michael Babcock in the world. So it's entirely possible that he had to put 27 on the end of his email, right? But instead of this individual just handling communications directly as though, you know, I'm um, for sure this is Michael, he sent an email to a known email address to him to say to Michael, hey, I got an email from this address. Is this yours? And would you like me to use this email address? which is a good way to protect. And that is one major tip. If you get an email from anybody, whether it's you know, supposedly a friend, a coworker, your bank, PayPal, uh, Apple, and either the email address does not look right to you, especially if it's someone you've communicated with before and they're sending from a new email address, stop, like just do what this person did and just reach out to, using a address that you have and say, Hey, I got an email from, you know, Joe Blow at iCloud dot com. I didn't know you had an iCloud email. Is this you? And mm-hmm. Joe would reply and be like, uh no, actually that's not me. And you say, Oh, okay, well I'm not dealing with that anymore. Spam and yep. call it a day.
0: There are some tools and this organization, this person was involved in had something kind of cool. It was a notification in outlook that said, Hey, this doesn't look like an email address that's associated with Michael Babcock in your contacts. Uh, be careful with sensitive information you share or something like that. And the cool thing about it is when he told me that he got that, I thought it was just an alert in outlook, but it appears that it actually adds that text to the top of the email. So if you ever see something like that at the top of an email, uh, Definitely pause for a minute. I also recommend taking a look at the email address if possible. If you have any doubts, uh, check your keystrokes for your app. There are keystrokes out there with the screen reader in Outlook that will copy the email address to the clipboard. And then you can go paste that somewhere to be able to inspect it and make sure that that's who you think it is. Uh, can you think of something else that people might want to be aware of while going through email? Because email is... I've heard it said this way um that you know we are as secure as our weakest point and email might be a lot of people's weakest points. Absolutely. Absolutely it is and you
1: are as secure as the weakest point of security that you have. Um so for sure for a lot of people email is that uh because we're so used to it and it's so you know easy honestly unfortunately I would say uh it is so easy to pretend to be Someone else like I I have pen tested uh, a few of my customers by sending them faked emails from different addresses that they would know this address, but it wasn't from that actual person. And oftentimes there are flags, your email app itself or your email service that you use, whether you're Gmail, Outlook, Workspace, uh, Office 365, whatever. A lot of times pay attention to when stuff ends up in spam. Like I routinely check my spam folder. I try to remember to do it at least once once a week. Sometimes that slips to once every three weeks. But oftentimes when something ends up in spam, even though it appears to be from a known contact to you, look at those emails very carefully. Because sometimes, not all the time, sometimes there are false positives. Those things do happen but a lot of times it is someone spoofing what is a known email address. And and by spoofing, what I mean is I could send an email uh, to Michael right now. Well, in in maybe 10 or 15 minutes that appears to come from Tim cook at Mm -hmm. apple.com. Right. That would be the Mm -hmm. from email address that he would see in his email application. However, because most of the email services out here are pretty smart. There, there are some certain verification things that would not be able to be verified to that email. So it should hit his spam folder or much like what this person got. This appears to be from this person, but we're not sure type of uh alert would come up uh, simply because I can't verify uh the e- where I sent that email from is not going to be a- verifiable as it would be if Tim Cook actually sent Michael an email. So that's one thing, just be vigilant about the fact that if something comes in, if it gets marked as spam, look at it. And it doesn't mean automatically dismiss it, it just means look at it very carefully. Um, another thing that I would recommend people do is if you get an email that seems, or even a text message, I mean, cover text messages here a little bit too. Or
0: phone call now. I mean, or a
1: phone call. <laughs> but if it seems out of character for the person that is supposedly contacting you, uh, again, start looking at that a little suspiciously. Me and Michael communicate certain ways over email. If I get an email from Michael that does not match what I'm used to seeing from Michael, I'm going to look at that a little suspiciously and probably call Mike and be like, hey man, what did you send this? But for example, I'm used to getting emails from Michael that may just have a subject line and a link. Mm-hmm. From Michael, that is normal. From some other people in my life, that is not normal behavior. My I, I instantly, red flags go up instantly if I get an email from my mother, for example, that just has a subject line of whatever and a link yeah. with no other context, no nothing. Uh, no, I'm not clicking that link at all because that's not how she tends to communicate with me. First of all, she doesn't really email me. Secondarily, uh, if she does, she knows I'm very paranoid. So she would be like, here's a link that I found for a Braille labeler. Right. She's going to give me something that lets me know it probably came from her. Hmm. So, again, pay attention to the patterns and, and, and the means, the way that people communicate with you via email or text message or a phone call. uh, And and notice when things don't look right. If something doesn't feel right, like it doesn't cost you, cost you way less to take a little bit more time to verify that what you think you're getting is what you're actually getting versus, you know, doing the thing that we often do as human beings and saying, oh, this doesn't quite feel right. Ah, it's probably okay. And then you click a link or you do a thing that they requested you do. And now you're in a whole lot more trouble because either your machine has been owned or you've sent money somewhere, you have no means of recovering it. And that is the worst part of this is people are literally losing thousands of dollars to phishing emails. We're being patient, taking a little time to verify things before you get there, uh, before you start to take any sort of action. I'm sorry, if Mike texts me or emails me and says, hey, listen, man, we got a major problem. The car just broke down. I can get this money back to you, but I need right now $1,000 so that I can get Mallory off the side of the road. Uh, one, I'm going to look at that email very suspiciously. I'm going to check the email address it came from. But I'm going to look at that email very suspicious because it's unusual for Mike to communicate. Mike's never asked me for anything like this, by the way. But if he were, I would expect... At bare minimum, a voice message and iMessage.
0: Right, but more likely a call. More likely an actual (laughs) phone
1: call from Mike that says, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. So I'm (laughs) automatically going to look at that email suspiciously. And if Mallory's truly stuck on the side of the road and the fastest way for Mike to send me that was to send the email, well, we'll figure that out. An extra 10 or 15 minutes to confirm for sure this is Michael ain't going to make that big of a difference. Because if she is on the side of the road, well, we're still going to get her off.
0: (laughs) Right. If it's not
1: Michael, then, well, hey, guess what? I didn't just send 500 bucks to, you know, some random person. And now Zell ain't going to help me get it back
0: because that's the case and it can be simple things uh even data collection shout out to desiree by the way i don't know if demasi's checked his email but i did forward Demossi a couple of emails about grants or at least one of them i think and desiree just texted me and said hey did you forward me an email about a grant (laughs) so thank you desiree and i told her i replied i said yep sure did by the way listen to tomorrow's unmute i'm gonna bring this in it's it's interesting when you start surrounding people with with you know uh Others who think similarly. Yeah.
1: And and some of that with her is her personality and her nature. And some of it is her listening to me like, hey, if something doesn't seem right, like it, how long did it, it, it took literally probably a couple of minutes for her to send a text and say, hey, did you send me an email about a grant? And yep. Mike replies and says, just now she will go click the link in that email that takes you to the the application if, if she's interested in doing so. Uh, yep. Or she will pass it on to someone else that she feels that may benefit from it. But that—that's a lot better than. Oh, Mike sent an email about of grant. Let me click on this link, and then next thing you know, you're you're down the rabbit hole. Because uh, when I happened.
0: forward emails, I literally just forward emails. There's no explanation. I'm like, they'll figure it out, or they won't. Who cares?
1: Yep. And yeah. sometimes Michael say, Hey, I sent you an email that says this. And sometimes I'm like, Mike, did you send it? Cause if it looks any way unnormal, now I'm used to Michael sending. It, and I've started, I do it to him too. Like I'll just send a link. Like here's what I yep. do a thing. Right. But that's typical between me and you. So unless it's for something. And again, I'm still vigilant with emails. If I get an email that appears to come from Michael, but it's, either related to a subject that i have no interest in and michael should know i have no interest in this thing uh like if mike sends me a link to a tiktok video right that's not really a thing
0: no because dumasi knows i'll save the tiktok videos and actually send him the video because i know he's not going to click on that link
1: exactly and that's the sort of thing i mean when i say be vigilant right mike's not going to send me a direct link to a tiktok video of any sort he's going to do exactly what he said which is what he's been doing from day one since he was on TikTok. I don't even he think we, we ever I talked about gonna, it. I'm
0: just like, nope, he ain't nope. gonna go to TikTok. <laughs> he just so knew I wasn't gonna I'll do it. send him the video. <laughs> uh,
1: so there's that aspect of it. Uh, if at all possible, uh, or I'm gonna say, you know, gonna say at, at all possible, make it possible. Figure out a way. If somebody sends an email, this person that, that we were talking about with Michael, for example, they rep- sent and they replied to that email originally, but they also sent a sent an email to a known address that they had. Like, I know this address belongs to Michael yep. to confirm. Do that, right? If you need to take that extra step, you know, do so. Or send them a text message. If they send an email and you're like, this doesn't really seem like the type of thing this person would send me or the way that they would make this sort of request of me, contact them outside of those channels. Uh, so if you only have, you know, a Gmail address for a person, and it looks like they sent an email from their Gmail, but it looks suspicious, give them a call. Give them a text message. Or at minimum, if you can't do a different means of communication, create a whole brand new email and then inquire about it. Uh, As opposed to replying to the email that they sent you like, hey, is this really you? Because if I'm trying to trick you to do something, of course it's really me. What do you mean?
0: yeah yeah if michael replied to me right away and said of course it's really me that's a little out of character so be be vigilant of what you've got going on this can apply to text messages phone calls and unfortunately life in general now (laughs) like there isn't that much separation and uh yeah, that's, I mean, all I got for this episode because it's pretty straightforward. Um, it's just pretty straightforward. Just be vigilant,
1: right? If yep. things feel wrong, taking the extra time to verify that what you, what you have gotten is legitimately from who you think it is from, uh, do that. Uh, a couple other tips I want to leave people with, uh, especially when it comes to your financial institutions, your bank, uh, PayPal, things like that. First off, no bank that I've ever used, or PayPal for that matter ever is going to send you an email and ask you to reply to this email with some personally identifiable information whether that be social security number bank account number credit card number any this never happens okay this this is just not a thing uh and if you do have a legitimate financial institution that does legitimately do this get a new uh, bank. yes that that's that's simple because this is not a thing that happens. They will email you and notify you that, hey, your account is overdrawn or this happened or that happened. Log into your online account to view this message, right? Those are instructions that are okay to follow because what what are you going to do? You're going to go to your browser and type in CapitalOne.com and then log in. Well, you now you know you're a Capital One because you didn't click a link in an email to get to Capital One. You went there directly. And that's the other tip. If there's a link in an email and you feel in any way uncomfortable, it doesn't seem like this is the way this company normally communicates, or just being extra vigilant, instead of clicking on the link they provide in the email to say, go to your account, just go to the website directly and log in. Then you know you're where you're supposed to be at versus where somebody may have wanted to send you.
0: And if you want to send us some email, you can send us an email to feedback at feedback.unmute.show, and we might reply. See, that's a little bit more tricky when you have a public email address, but I'm never going to use feedback at show as the email from my financial institution or an email. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's that aspect, right? I mean, you, it, everything for everybody is a bit of a sliding scale. Like everything we've talked about here generally across the board works for everybody. You have to know your scenario. So for example, one of my email addresses, well, just Tell you what it is, DT at bedrockinnovations.com. That's public. That's out there. It's been out there. I didn't just release this to the world right now when I said this. So, yes, I do have to be mindful that that email is listed in different places and there are several different ways for people to get it. But it also puts my guard up higher for that email account too because anybody could email me anything. Uh, nobody's going to email me to that address, shouldn't ever email me to that address. Like, hey, could you PayPal me 50 bucks?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nope. No. Nope. Delete, spam.
1: Exactly. Delete, market spam, block, all all of the things I could possibly do. Uh, (laughs) Like, no. This. I mean, I've even gone as far. Here's another thing for people, too. If you want to go that extra mile beyond just protecting yourself, and notified. I've done this with PayPal a lot because I've gotten a lot of fake PayPal emails. Now, honestly, 99.9% of them also ended up in spam, but I still saw them and I would look at the email, know that it was not legitimate based off what they were saying to me in the email because either it did not apply to me or there were things that stood out, misspellings or or whatever, or this just doesn't look like a normal PayPal email. Abuse at PayPal.com uh, is where I forwarded that email to. Like, hey. This did not work on me because I've been looking at PayPal emails for nearly 15 years now. But just so you know, there's appears to be, you know, a, a thing, a, a campaign being waged right now. So, you know, notify your customers that this is happening. So if you want to go the extra mile, you know, look it up for the company that is being used to try to fake you out And for those emails, because oftentimes they don't know that people are trying to do that. They they are aware that it happens, but they're not always aware of what is going on. And in modern times right now with things like, you know, uh, large language models uh, such as ChatGPT and BARD, and Bing and the rest of the other thousand of them that are out there that I don't know about. Uh, a lot of what we used to tell you to watch for, watch for bad language or, or, or poor grammar yeah. or misspellings. Like, yeah, so that's not happening nearly as much. So you have to raise, raise your level of vigilance here because the tools that the bad guys are using are getting better and they're having more success. So always be on guard. It's better to say no and have somebody just wait to have to deal with something for a little while longer. And then say yes and get fleeced.
0: And on that note, we hope you stay tuned. Friday Finds dropping tomorrow with Lynn. And remember that we are live on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Unmute presents. And thanks for joining me this week, Damasi.
1: Yeah, don't forget about the Sunday show that comes out on oh, Sunday. Yeah.
0: Sunday teach. And technically working on Monday. See, there's just too many to go over. that. Uh, and shell phone show on Wednesdays.
1: Just subscribe or stay subscribed and you'll get all of it.